friends, welcome to another episode of Inquire Inside. My name is Landon Wietrich, and my guest today is Colin Breen. Back in 2017 and 18, Colin and I were assistant managers at a big box gym in the St. Louis area. Colin has been through a lot and grown in spite of many challenges thrown his way. I'm excited for you to hear the stories, discussions, and lessons in today's podcast. We unpack a lot, including his study of the Jehovah's Witness faith, his steroid usage, why he doesn't work out anymore, and how you can't pump your own gas in New Jersey. I'm still baffled by that. I appreciate each of you for joining me as we inquire inside today, and we're going to jump right into the conversation. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, I'm in a really good spot in my life. It's, you know, you know, living, living out in St. Louis when five years ago, coming home, not on the best terms, you know, like I just, my job closed down. I got nothing. I got nowhere to go. So, I, you know, go back home with my family, you know, go back to my, my local gym, Ellie Finnis, work for them for a little bit. It's and nice then, you, you were able to get your job back there. That's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was instead of coming home and being jobless for a couple of months, but uh, but even at then, you know, coming home, working at LA Fitness, I think everyone goes through this in their life where something just hits them. It's like it, it, it kind of forces them to grow up. Like I, I LA Fitness was a job, you know, and I was like, you know what, I want to have a family or ex- expand my family. I need to have a career. I need someone that's gonna be able to you know, support me, my son, you know, my future, you know, fiance and then furthermore kids. So yeah, I had, I had a switch. I had a switch. I, I, get, I got into construction. I was with this one company for about a year left there. And then now I'm at a place now where I operate equipment. I never would have thought, I literally never thought I would be in construction. I always thought it was fitness. I got to be around the gym. And now, you know, I'm in construction. I'm happy making good money. I'm able to support, you know, all three of us, including myself. That's awesome. So you're yeah, a really... heavy machine operator, right? Is that is that yeah. the technical? Okay. I'm like so technical terms. I'm like a glorified laborer. Okay. So like, so I'm a laborer, but like I most of the time I'm operating heavy equipment. Sure. sure. Yeah. So times have changed. You know, sitting behind a desk, yeah. talking to people. <laughs> it's it's nice. I'm I'm. A, my own little bubble. Nobody can bother me. Let me ask you this. Is it is it refreshing a little bit to be out of that, out from behind that desk, no longer doing sales and trying to convince people to buy something? Is that re- refreshing? It is refreshing. I am a people person, but at the same time, I'm not a people person. <laughs> I can like, relate to that. It's <laughs> definitely when it comes to gym sales. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, Club Fitness was pretty you know, easy, you know, you had a nice little pamphlet, but you get into these higher gyms like LA Fitness, they have you have this weird pitch. Mm. Like you can make millions. I'm, I'm talking, this company will say you make millions off of commission and stuff. And they try to push, push, push sales. And you're saying some ridiculous stuff, man, to get this sale. And then you get some, you get some snack people, Yeah. you know? So I'm happy to be out. I do like the sales side. I really do. Like, I love selling stuff because I do think I'm good at it. You are um, good at it. I can I can vouch for that. Yeah, but I put me in a machine by myself, crank the tunes, and I'm I'm fine. I have a I have a good day. That's awesome. No people. Yeah. 
you know, you mentioned that you have that moment where you kind of grow up and I've talked about this in the, in the past here on the show, but like for me, it was when I got married and, and had a child and we, we got pregnant. It's just like, things are getting real now. And it wasn't like an overnight realization. I'm going to approach life differently. It was, it started there, but it was, it honestly took, well, I still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm growing up, but yeah. it, it, it was probably over the course of like a year to two years to where I really started realizing like my habits need to change, like my approach to work needs to change and how I make money and, and, and manage money and think of benefits and insurance, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, when you have that weight of responsibility on your shoulders, you, you truly have to approach everything a little differently because what you're doing is, Others will suffer the consequences and, and they're, they're, you're responsible for them. Yeah. So, and it, it's good for us. It is. Like I said, I, I think everyone, you know, sooner or later will go through that where they just feel like they're not in, you know, the best spot in their life right now, mm-hmm. which I do. You know, I mean, coming home, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had, I had a son, you know, coming home to having no job. Like I felt off. So, you know, went to LA and I still wasn't feeling good. I was like, this, this isn't enough. Like this is literally a job. And I, and I keep on using the word job. Like there's nothing wrong with jobs, but like when you're trying to take care of a family and stuff, like you need to have that set income. You need to, I, I don't want to worry about not financially supporting my family. Like it's, I don't, that's like the biggest thing that like freaks me out, you know, uh, going through target and I have to tell my kid, uh, no, and it's because yeah. I can't afford it. Yeah, it's yeah. not that like, hey, you have enough toys. I don't, I don't want to say no because I can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy I went through that. I mean, I went through it later, but I'm happy. Of course, and I, I'm glad that you can look at it that way. Like you said, it was, it was an unfortunate event, and at the time, obviously, it it, it was stressful. And mm-hmm. the, there was uncertainty there. You know, so, so you yeah. moved back to, wait, did you move back? I, I thought your home state was Pennsylvania, but you say you live in Jersey home, now. Home, home state's Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're in the process of buying a house. Yeah, okay. We're, awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You did tell we're, me that earlier. We were, we were messaging a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We're, we're, gonna, we're purchasing our house over in Jersey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you moved back there and. Hey, those times of uncertainty and like, like, what's the future going to hold? And how am I going to make money? What's this like for, for those that I'm taking care of? Mm-hmm. You, like you said, you look back and you realize how much you needed it. You're grateful for it. But in the moment, those, those events are tough. They are, but the, I mean, they do make you stronger. It makes you not want to experience those. You know, I have, you know, I have a handful of those where, you know, I keep little reminders in the back of my head and, and or I have tattoos that are mm. reminders not to not to go back. Interesting. Yeah. To go back to your so it's, old... it's like a, it's yeah old self like yeah. believe it or not I have, so <laughs> so the the biggest mistake I think anyone would make is putting a, a girlfriend's initials on your on your skin. <laughs> 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 I did that. I did. 
When so, did you do that? I think when I came back, when I came back to PA. Okay. It was my first, it was my first tattoo. It's, geez, man. Well, wait a minute. Okay, so this is not when you came back uh, four, four or five years ago. No, it's when I when I moved back to Pennsylvania, I got it. But you thought you said so that was your was, first tattoo. That, what, what was but it? You had, you had tattoos before, like in, in St. Louis, no. though. No. You didn't? Mm-mm. No. Okay, I think it that's what's confusing me. I, I thought you did. No, okay. Just okay. my arm. Okay. Yeah. And I went ahead and got an, a girlfriend at, at a time, initialed. And then at the time, so this is where, this is where like, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I never thought of it. Actually, a good friend from St. Louis uh, said it. The reason why I got her initials on there, because it was a toxic relationship. I didn't know it at the time. The reason why I got the initials on there, she says it's a reminder not to go back. Because I went back there sometime. Yeah. Yeah. So. So 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 like I said, I have these, I have these little things that I hold on to. Because I think it, it humbles you. It, it makes you grounded not to 100%. go back. Yeah. I like that. Because what you're saying is you you could look at, at that as like a, a... You could look at that as merely a pain point and a painful reminder. But what you're doing is you're actually utilizing it. It's like, no, use this as, as a reminder to not be the person I was. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So It's different. Oh yeah, it, it it for sure does. And just thinking of my own life, there are absolutely habits and mindsets that I have had or that I'm trying to get away from. There, I, I realize that they're never that far away, and it's almost kind of scary mm-hmm. how quickly we can slip back into our old self, right? And so having a, a some kind of reminder of this is who you could turn into if you don't keep on the path that you're on. I'm saying like you're on a good path and you don't want to mm-hmm. backslide, fall off the wagon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so much of it comes down to mindset because, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm reflecting kind of as I'm saying this because, um, Truly what has to change is, is your perspective, your mindset, how you approach everything, or else you will just continually repeat the same mistakes. And it might be in different ways. It might reveal itself in different in different ways, but at its core, it's the same mistake over and over again. And that's mm-hmm. where you end up when you're like 40, 50 years old and you realize like, what have I done? But kind of repeat the same mistake 50 different ways. Yeah, no, exactly. I have a saying almost like that, you know, um, I don't think I don't think any of the mis- mistakes or or what you've done in the past like defines you, but mm-hmm. so like, but that is me. I did those things, mm-hmm. and there's things that made me do those things. The thing is with me is I have a lid, and the lid's on. Hmm. The lid can come off, and I know it could come off. Hmm. You know, so I always tell people like, you have to realize how hard I'm working at being the person I am because there's just a lid on that lid can easily come off. And I could, you know, I used to be a really nasty person. Not like nasty. It's just like, if, if someone got me really amped up, I just broke loose. It's just, so uh, I, I say that's a lot of people, the, you know, the lid can always come off. You can 
easily go backwards really fast. I think that that's something I have to remind myself. I think we all need to remind ourselves is that um, we're never above backsliding. We're never above repeating or, or just losing it like you were saying. Some people, or, or I, I shouldn't even say some people, I could even say like myself, I could become arrogant and in, in that like, oh, that could never happen to me. And I've heard it said before, look out for the man I was listening to like a pastor on the radio or something like that one time. And he, he said something like he was talking about men being faithful to their wives. And he's like, if a husband comes to me and says, oh, I would never cheat on my wife ever. I've never been faithful to her. He's like, that's the man that needs to be careful because he mm-hmm. has let his guard down. He's become yep. arrogant. He's let mm-hmm. his guard down. He's like, he's not saying like, yeah, that man is going to be unfaithful to, unfaithful to his wife. What this pastor is saying is his guard is just not up. He is not being as careful as he should. That's great to be yeah. confident in that and, and so forth, but you're not above being being human and, and being susceptible to temptation and so forth. Like exactly. you gotta you, know, you that, gotta keep you keep your guard up, man. No, absolutely. Temptation is really real, you know. Definitely with with men, you know, we were you know supposed to be attract, uh, attracted to the opposite sex. We're constantly around it all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And, and you're you're lying to yourself if you say that you're um, not susceptible to it in any way. It, the, yeah, you're just, and that's that's temptation in general, or um, the temptation to be your old self. Because that's sometimes, like you and I are talking about, kind of like the, the mistakes we made in our past. Unfortunately, that's our comfort zone. A lot of times, that's the life or the mindset that we know, and so we keep going back mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And that's the. <clears throat> such a dangerous place to be in. It is. I would have to agree. Do you, um, do you still practice the Jehovah Witness faith? No. So I forget when I stopped. I did study it. And then obviously it's been so long that I kind of forget most of it. Um, I think I did for like two years. No, that was before I moved out to St. Louis. And that's all. And then the thing is, okay. that still is, the, that is still the only religion that I have actually even like pursued to. I don't want to say word practice. I don't want to say practice. Okay. Or maybe it is. I just, I, I wanted to learn because my son was learning it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to have a better understanding of what he was learning. So, no, I, I haven't really practiced it in a while. It's quite a while because you said before even St. Louis. So it's, it's been quite a while then. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you describe, um, like I've, I've always seen you as having someone who had faith or had a relationship with God. Like, how would you describe your faith now? I, so a lot of people don't know it, but I got, I like to keep it hidden because I don't want people it's cause you get judged. Yeah. At least, at least, at least I, I do because the stuff that I do, you know, with, with bodybuilding or my beliefs, you know, or hobbies I have, it's just that I, you always get the, it's not very christian-like I'm sure like, i'm just i'm not gonna have this discussion with you so yeah no i still watch my videos on on facebook and stuff i don't necessarily go to meetings i mean i know corinna has talked about it she she goes to church or or did um you're saying sermons I, like like the like videos are like sermons i believe so yeah 
But what, what were you saying you watch on? Yeah. What was you watch on Facebook? It's that Stephen, uh, what's his last name? Whatever his, his last I don't know. name. But, but he's a pastor or something? Yeah, no, he's a pastor. Okay, okay. But you would describe yourself, and I'm not. I'm not trying to to push it one way or the other. Just would you describe oh, no. yourself as a Christian or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I that's and so like Jehovah Witnesses. I mean, they're essentially Christian. Uh, so mm-hmm. They have a lot of a lot of beliefs. Um, yeah, that's the only one. That, at least when I was learning that, because he would obviously bring in other religions. That's when it made most sense. Okay. Okay. I've had a couple guys on the show that were Mormons. And really? It's it's interesting, yeah, and, and I'm going to be careful with what I say because I'm not real familiar with, you know, Jehovah's Witness uh, or, the, yeah. or or the Mormons, but uh-huh. there's there's uh, there's absolutely some similarities between you know the the Mormons, Jehovah's Witness and Christianity. There's obviously some some uh, similarities there, but then there's some key things, some key differences. And I don't really go into, I won't necessarily go into like a side by side comparison just because like I said, I'm not as familiar with them mm-hmm. as I could be. Um, Cause I know the Mormons have the book of the Mormon and they kind of have that alongside the Bible and <sighs> help me out. Like does, do Jehovah's witness don't, do you kind of have like some separate material along with the Bible or how would you describe that? separate material and maybe you don't maybe you don't i don't don't believe so like it's been so long but like so for instance like my my son's ipad when i go through his like there's multiple apps i'm not sure like if if you're um if you have those or anything do you have so they have like the they have a i think it's like jehovah's witness library they have the bible and they have i think there's one more but I don't think there's after like you know like you're saying there's the Book of Mormons. I don't think they have a whole separate. Nothing like I that. I don't believe so. Okay. No. Okay. <clears throat> what you had or, or or like what Grayson had was, was maybe more like educational material. Was that how you would describe it, or not even that? No, they, so it's educational. Well, yeah, it's educational for there's certain things you can use in there, but they they use it during the meetings though too. Okay. Okay. I guess it's like they break down like scriptures. I guess or. Well, it's, is it to help you understand the scripture more, basically? Uh, it's almost like lessons. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Because I remember <clears throat> when I was going, every time you would go to a meeting, you got a pamphlet that's, you know, discussing what today's meeting is about. Sure. Yeah. What's kind of like the format of a Jehovah's Witness service? Like, like, is there, is there uh, singing? What, what happens? There, there is singing. Um, uh, sing, sing is rough. I, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but so is it like the whole congregation singing like like that's how that's how my church does it but do, or did you have like a choir or something no it's not a choir no it's everyone stands up and they all they all sing you pick a song it's in the pamphlet like it's, it's, that's oh, okay. how it's yeah pamphlets all laid out like what what the meeting's about and then there'll be a you know there'll be a song you do the song and then there's another lesson and i think you end off with a song sometimes maybe not but yeah, those 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 songs I usually stayed seated and get up. Okay. I, I couldn't I was the guy that would sing and then my note would be really high and everyone else was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> as 
like you've you've seen Christian sermons and you've and you've seen you know you know sermons in the in the Jehovah's Witness and and I know you said like you know you describe Jehovah's Witness as kind of like a, a type of Christianity and everything. So, but just just for for my own brain, I'll I'll kind of I'll mention them separately. How would you compare the two different types of sermons, or is it pretty much is there really no difference? I think it it's so so with Jehovah's Witnesses they have like you know the Kingdom Hall. So I think it's going to vary between you know the two churches, like the church and the hall. Each or it depends who's speaking. Because like wait 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 what what's the hall? The kingdom hall. That's that's where yeah that's where they meet. That's what it's called. So you don't call it a church. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I forget why they don't call it a church. Okay. It's a kingdom hall. And is there a thing? The windows. The, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so here's so when someone first pointed it out to me, I was like, oh, that's that's a lie. <laughs> I, I go to I go to the next meeting. I'm like. Where the windows? <laughs> <laughs> but where we're at now, over in Jersey, there's a there's a Kingdom Hall that we drive past. <laughs> they got windows. <laughs> so maybe it's it's somewhat it's changed with the times a little bit. Maybe maybe that's more of a traditional thing where it's, they do it's not. It's possible, have windows. or or does windows? It, it or maybe they're saying there's no windows in the actual. Oh, where do you, what would you call? Where were you? Sit? The, san- like, the sanctuary where, or yeah? yeah, yeah I don't the think there's any windows. Yeah, I don't think okay. there's any windows there. Okay. You're just locked in a box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. It is, it is interesting. It's a, it's a very interesting religion to learn. Um, and there's, you know, everyone does it differently. There yeah. is, there's, there's uh, some fluctuation as far as how people. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> if you really like study them or just Google, like, what are beliefs and then you go meet one you know or or let's say my son my son's mom they don't follow everything to the i mean she still celebrates her birthday you know the you know big thing with jehovah's they don't sell celebrate birthdays or holidays you know that's right i don't i don't think i don't i i I could be wrong but i don't believe they celebrate anniversaries either so like and what's the basis but like what's the reasoning behind that Excuse me. I think I think it's just you're putting yourself above. I could be wrong too. With them is they have, they have a God and they also have Jehovah. I think you're with with that you're putting yourself above Jehovah. I believe. Okay. So they have they have God and Jehovah. Would that be kind of like was from like the Christian well, perspective? Is that like God and Jesus then? Uh, yeah, I guess I would say so. Okay. Yeah, because Jehovah's an, an, you know, an invisible spirit. Okay. And they also have, they have their heaven, but they also have their paradise earth, which is, you know, a cleansed earth. Interesting. It is interesting. And, and I, I believe the number has changed. How many people can go to heaven? Oh, Oh, okay. So it's like, I think that's the biggest, like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Like, did someone just decide, like, hey, that, that number seems a little low. <laughs> 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 can we uh, can we bump that up <laughs> a little bit? Because the number did change. I'm I'm pretty positive that number did change. Out of nowhere, like, I, I, 
it just changed. Interesting. That's funny. Um, but but where are they basing? Where are they basing like that concept off of? Because like that doesn't sound the uh, biblical what, to the, me. The heaven, the heaven, and the paradise earth. Yeah, yeah. Where where do they where do they where do they get that from? Like that that's how it's going to all work out. I'm not sure. Okay. But when I when I learned that, it was this interesting concept. It's different. You never hear it because yeah, they're they they have they have their paradise earth. Mm-hmm. They have their heaven. And then when you die, you just die. They don't have the hell. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's very interesting. It's a very, and I don't know if it's because I was older. It was kind of harder for me to understand because it's, you know, when you're 19 trying to learn that, like it's a lot to grasp. Yeah. You know, and some of the stuff just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, when if let's, let's say like, I'm not in the truth. So that's what they call it. If you're not baptized, you're not in the truth. Okay. Okay. Now, if I'm not in the truth, I could be wrong because it's been a while. But if you die, I think you still go to Paradise Earth because you didn't know it. You didn't know better. You're not okay. baptized. You don't know any better. It's a little, there's a fine edge right there. Yeah. You would yeah. think, like, hey, let me, I'm just not going to get baptized. Like, I want to, I want to live after I die. Yeah. I'm just not going to get baptized. I'm, I got guaranteed access. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. Oh man, um, interesting. I just know you and I had some really good conversations uh, back when we were at Club Fitness, and you put a really cool. And I, I hate it. I can't remember. And you go back and find the card. I think I saw the card somewhere. But you put a really good Bible verse yeah. on, on the on the card when I left Club Fitness. You remember what I it was? For, I forget. I'll, I'll have to see yeah. if I can find it. But I just really appreciated that, and I and I want you to know that that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, because I, I I would say I was a lot more. Uh, religious i guess you would say back then i had more time you know yeah. i mean i get older i mean trying to get free time's hard so yeah yeah forget that I, I do remember that card though yeah yeah that was a that was a bittersweet moment it was that's it a was, good way to describe I, it i remember i remember walking you out and it's like you know i i, I think it was the first year i moved out to st louis but like you know you're the current agm you know, obviously you want to move up and say, like, okay, well, Landon's leaving. At least there's a spot now opening up. And, I, and not a lot of people are trying to apply for club fitness. I knew I was going to take that spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bittersweet moment. It really was. Yeah. It definitely for the type of relationships you had at club, you know, everyone was yeah. kind of upset that you're leaving. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, we had we didn't have a manager for several months there. And so our team got pretty tight because we were all kind of running that ship together. I remember. Yeah. So I think I could. Uh, yeah, you were, were you not taking off a lot towards the end? Because you were doing the interviews, weren't you? Because it was two of us. Yeah. I think I, you were. I took a, I took off, or I think I took off a couple of mornings, I think, so, so I go interview. But it was only, I did a couple of interviews. It wasn't a lot, but a couple of them. And I kind of had to sneak away. Yeah. Yeah, you would sneak away. Yeah. It was great. Was like, yeah, <laughs> I like, forgot things. I was like, just for per- personal reasons, need to you know, take a couple hours here. I'm going to find another job. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a weird time. It was kind of knew that club was kind of sinking a little bit. Definitely with that club. Oh man. Like I said, we didn't, we didn't have a manager, you know, Chuck left. That was, so was one after- we went through, well, 
Let's see. Who is the manager when you started? When I came, Tracy. Okay, so you were there from, you were there, there from for, first, from the beginning. Yeah, it was Tracy, and then I think I think Blake came right. So we went. Yeah, it was it was Tracy, Blake. No, no, no. Yeah, it was Tracy, Blake, yeah, Tracy, Blake, and then Chuck, right? Chuck and Pixie. And then yeah, so you and I went through four GMs, and I think it yeah. was it was a matter of months. Yeah. It was Very, less than a year. I think it was like less than six months. I think it was less than six months yeah. as well. And then um, we didn't have a GM between Chuck and Pixie. That's what it was. Yes, you were right. It was when Chuck left. There was there was a couple. There was a month or two where we didn't have a GM, and so we were just kind of fending for, fending for ourselves there for a little. Yeah, while. <laughs> we were. That, it seems like they sent oh. all the GMs there, and then they all like lost their minds. You know. Oh, except yeah. for Tracy, I guess. That's right. That's right. Because she actually just went I, to. Actually, I would say Tracy and Blake. I don't know. I mean, because Blake was, you know, he was all there. I mean, I think he was actually trying. You I know? think so too. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, something happened. Man. They. You, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, they moved into a different location, but yeah, what? I'm trying to remember, like, like what happened. I've, this is terrible. I don't remember. I forget something. too, because I thought he was supposed to open up that new club in Baldwin. Or Baldwin, well, whatever the name is. He it, he went to Baldwin. But they ended up shutting that one down. I think he left before they shut it down. Like mm, left, left, okay. like left the company. But yeah. I can't remember what transpired as far as him leaving our location to go to Baldwin. But it wasn't good. I just, um, not, let me put it this way. I agree with you. He he was he was like trying. I think he was doing pretty well. But for whatever reason. Yeah, there was uh, no fixed club though. It was that club Oh, was no. Just- there was no way. And the higher-ups did not like him. And uh, I think that's primarily why he got moved out of the location. But yeah, they may have, I can't remember if they kind of sold him on like, oh, I can't remember if that was like supposed to be kind of a knock towards him to move in that location or if they had kind of promised like, oh, we're going to move you over here. This is for your benefit. They kind of told him some story. I can't remember how that went down. Yeah. But either way, <clears throat> the higher-ups were, were out to get him and, yeah, so we were out. We were out of a. Well, wait. Yeah. From there, it was Chuck. That's right. They moved him to Baldwin, and they moved Chuck to our yep. place. And Chuck was only there for a couple of months. And that was a great exit he did. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I I have the video. I have the video. Oh, you it, do? That was yeah. Wait, it's, wait, which? Wait. <laughs> Tell me about this. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that was the day he like. You just knew he was fed up. Leading oh, up to yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So, it was it was spin class. You know, like it was so weird yeah. how they gave out tags. It was so weird. It was so unor like just messed no, up. It was messed up. No gym yeah. does that. No. It's first come first serve. Yeah. Like, it's not like I called and got it. Like, just come. So, it was over spin. Sam, remember Sam? Yep. Yep. So <laughs> so far you're telling the story how I remember it. Keep keep going. It. Yeah. <laughs> going. It. Sam, I I guess. Sam went in and tried to resolve it, I believe. I don't think I was there. I think well, you were. What was the – some members got upset because they thought she gave out the tags too early or something. Like she was letting people in the class too something early or something like that. Like that. Yeah. But, yeah, so she did she go in there and try to calm people down? Or? I think she tried – I don't know. She either tried to calm them down or saying that she made a mistake. Okay. And tried to, like, fix it. I have, I have no idea. And then everyone's yelling at Sam. Yeah. <laughs> and made her cry. Get involved. And then, 
I think they all they all come out because the video I had, you know, you're in that back corner, right? Oh no, so you got the video of the ladies yelling at him, or or, or them? He <laughs> yeah, was yelling back I at. Do. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, so all the ladies, yeah. they, I think it was three of them. Yeah. They come out at least. They're pointing, right? Yep. yep. And Chuck's sitting just like this. Yeah. Just sitting, nodding. You can see him nodding his head. And I'm he, he, knowing Chuck, you're like, oh, this is not good. Next, you know, he pushes his like his chair up. It yeah. starts, starts throwing. It was, it was funny. They, uh, it's, it's like Chuck's harmless. He's a good oh, guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. To this day, I have fond memories of of Chuck, but he. He had had it at that point when those ladies came out to chew him out. They, they left the classroom and came out to his desk because they knew he was the general manager. Mm-hmm. And he he dished it. Right? He did not take it. He was like, I'm not taking this from. And yeah, he probably would have had a four letter word to describe them. But yeah, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just remember I think I was sitting at the front desk or something. And all of a sudden he comes walking out of the cycle room and he looks heated yeah. and he goes, I'm, I'm going to get fired or something like that. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> and he goes, I just went in there, grabbed the mic from the instructor and bitched them all out. <laughs> he's like, they made my, he's like, they made my front desk girl cry. And so, so, so the story is <clears throat> for the listeners, he, they made the front desk girl cry. He went in the mm-hmm. class, yelled at them all just cause they were being very disrespectful to the front desk girl. He leaves the classroom, goes back to his desk, and then the ladies come out of the classroom and go to his desk and start like yelling at him. And that, at that point, he was just like, "All right, this is this is it." He kind of let them have it one last time, and then just left. Yeah, <laughs> he, and he he did not. He called me later, and he's like, "Yeah, man, like I, I've talked to I've talked to management. Like I'm I'm not coming back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't think I I don't think I was there at all for. I don't know if I had a day off or because you know my schedule was a little weird. I came in like later, like. But you have the video of the ladies because I think I remember I remember you showing me this now. If I, if I yeah, I still have it. It's yeah. great. It's, it's good memories. Oh man, yeah. I I still have the video of uh, remember when I <laughs> remember when I slept when I slept there. Remember that? Oh no, yeah, I think I do. What on the uh, hydro bed? Uh you can. Or was it somewhere else? You, you no, you can see me. I'm walking around everywhere. I was uncomfortable at this spot, so I moved. Oh. I got up. Oh, you're talking the security camera footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I slept there from, I don't know, when, what time did we close? I mean, we were 20, no, we weren't 24 hours then because we closed. Yeah, we closed at midnight or? I forget. It was either 10 or 11. Well, or, depending or on the day. Some some days it was midnight. Yeah, so I slept there until we opened at 5. Slept there until 5. Why did that happen? What? Cameron didn't have a, oh. didn't have a key. I was like, yeah, go ahead. I, I forgot about it. that. Oh, that man. club was so unorganized. Oh, it man. was. I'm so... <laughs> so he didn't, what? he couldn't, that's right, that's right. I remember, because you couldn't lock the door and you didn't want to leave with it being locked. Yeah, because I knew. So I'm like, what do I do? So our, our, yeah, our Dingleberry staff didn't have keys or, or like, it was just, it probably wasn't his fault. He just wasn't given a key no. or some kind of organization or mis, yeah. miscommunication kind of thing. And so, I remember that now. You spent the night there until the front desk person got there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, man. That was a key. I think it was a key. I forgot all about that. That sounds right. Oh, oh, uh, Akeem? Was that his name? Akeem. Yeah. Yeah. I scared him. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I remember that. He was like, remember, I remember, because we all went back to watch the security footage then, so it was pretty funny seeing you like sleep in different places. Yeah, yeah, scared the crap out of him. He wasn't expecting somebody to be there, and he came to no, open up. That, like that club was so unorganized; it was bad. <clears throat> yeah, it's. I think they uh, they renovated it, they updated it, and I think it's still going. Oh, I didn't even know they. Because I've gone back to St. Louis probably four times now. What do you, you know, go back like, for? Do you still have family? Like, you don't. You you've never had family there, right? No, Mm-mm. I don't know, man. It's. It's a weird, it's, I don't, going back to, I hold on, I don't know if I mm. go back there and I just, I don't know. I don't know why I go back. I, I really enjoy it. And, you know. It's a fun city. I actually, I proposed to Kern out there. Did you really? Yep. And, um, I couldn't even tell you. Up towards Wentzville. Maybe you're kind of like me where I like to go back to places where I have, significant memories and just kind of reflect. I believe so. That does sound pretty accurate. You know, I, I, it was my lowest point, but it was also my highest point. Sure. You know, it's, I went there to pretty much reset my life because I knew my life wasn't so great in PA went out there, you know, a little bit, a little bit of success. And then it went downhill quick. I was in some low spots came back home and every once in a while I'll go back. Just speaking for myself, I think you can probably relate to this Colin. Like for me, I like to go back to those places just to like you were talking about earlier, like, like to remind myself where I've been, how far mm-hmm. I've come. And I want to learn, you know, I want to, I want to ensure that I'm, that I've grown from that, place in life even if it wasn't necessarily bad i just want to ensure that i kind of want to take the good things like what did i like about this Mm -hmm. and then also what did i what could i have i done differently and like or what are some of the things i don't want to repeat that happened while i was here those those are the kind of things that i reflect on yeah so I was listening to a podcast with Rob and Daniel and Bailey a couple days ago. It's been like a week ago now. You actually, I was, I was thinking like when I was listening to their podcast, you actually worked out at their gym at one point, right? Yeah, the Warhouse. Yeah, the Warhouse. Yeah. The Warhouse up in um, Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So you've probably seen them, or were they like never there? The, I think in the beginning they were there a lot. So yeah, I did see them a handful of times. I think towards the end. You know, they went through a phase where, well, not a phase, I mean, they opened their private gym mm. where they do, like, their T-shirts and stuff, I believe it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So then they stopped going to the gym. Okay. And I think at that moment, that's where the, the gym kind of went down. That's okay. why I wound up closing, you know. They, sure. They had no foot traffic, and that was a, a big gym, hmm. you know. Um, Where do you, you, you train out at LA Fitness, or where do you go now typically? Mm-hmm. No, so there's I actually don't train right now. What? I've been taking yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how times have changed. And I'll get into that. But uh there's a good gym out here. It's called Attila's. Okay. You might you might have seen it, possibly. It's it's a very well known gym over here in Jersey. But uh yeah, I don't I don't train, man. I, I've tried. 
and uh, I don't know what happens. I think it was a really big part of my life, and I still love it. Mm-hmm. But I think I have bigger responsibilities, and this is where I, I was saying, like, you got to keep the lid on it. Mm. I feel like when I get into bodybuilding, so with me, is I'm all in or not. Okay. So I go on and all in the bodybuilding. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to find a balance of where I'm able to, you know, do the lifting, the eating, you know, the extensive amount of cardio and also be able to have time with my family. So it's, you know, I can easily take that lid off, but mm. the consequences, are, it's, it's not worth it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You don't so. want your family to suffer for that. Yeah. No. And the thing is, it's like, I, I, I'm trying, I think to get into it with a balance. Cause I do, I, I, I love health. I love fitness. Yeah. I love, I love, I love everything. About it. Uh, but it's hard. Like I'm trying to find, you know, where I'm not obsessing over my food. Cause I do obsess over my food. That's a, that's Bible is a very, it's a, it's a, it's a tough sport. Cause you know, you go through this extreme diet to the point where you're like, you look at food a very different way. I'm not going to have that because I know I'm going to get fat. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it kind of stinks. It takes you can a little bit. Develop to... a negative relationship with food. Yeah. A big time. You know, Corinne went through it because Corinne competed herself. You know, she did bikini and then she got really tiny. We didn't know, I didn't, we didn't know each other back then, but you see her picture, she got tiny and then she, she says it took a long time for her to be able to be comfortable with just eating food. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, now right now I'm just trying to find a balance of just eating healthy and then try to do some cardio. You know, that's the most important thing. Get that heart pumping. Yeah. Cause I, I always say like this is something that, this is something I've been reflecting on more recently, but from where I'm at in life and like like my perspective, it's there's no there there's only things to be gained from living a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But but for you, so this is interesting for me to hear you say and, and and like you're saying like you still see that like it's it should be a priority in your life to like you said eat eat yeah. healthy, do some kind of movement, some kind of cardio whatever. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is you know yourself enough to know that it could get out of hand, it could it could um you could essentially your priorities could shift in an unhealthy manner. Is what you're saying, yeah. and I mm-hmm. I respect that, and I, that's admirable admirable of you to be aware, be self aware enough to know that this could become out of control, and your loved ones could suffer from it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's crazy of how much I've gained, you know, stopping it. You know, I I, I believe I have a lot of things that I've always dreamt of mm-hmm. i think i might have i'm like i can honestly say i have everything i want i'm that's happy awesome. that's awesome man and i think i i think it's because i i stopped that it takes such a it's it's a 24 hour thing yes. you know yeah you know like definitely if you're if you have a, a job that's a far commute like myself you know i drive almost an hour and a half maybe sometimes two just one way wow just depending so, on the job site you mean yeah so you know waking up early go to work, come home. You know, I'm not getting home till seven o'clock. Sometimes I eat right away. I'll go to the gym and depending like if you're doing a show or not, or, if, or whatever your goals are, you might have like 30 to, to an hour 
on on cardio. Yeah. So you're not getting home till let's say nine, and you're going right to bed. I, you know, it's right now. It's not in my playing cards. Yeah. Do I think I might compete again? Yeah, possibly. I definitely want to get back in the gym, but no doubt. I, I, that's something me and Corinne like doing. Like definitely, like you know, with the newborn, sometimes you want some space. You know. Sure. Drop the kids off and have your own time, and it could just be going in there and doing some cardio work, abs. I I wanted to start doing something. It it's crazy for a guy that competed, yeah, lived and breathed bodybuilding. That's like ah, I don't want to do a gym. I'll, I'll I'm just gonna eat some pizza or something. That's what I do. <laughs> like I eat anything now. It's <laughs> I will say I have a little bit unhealthy uh, diet, but I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't have to stress about stuff. Yeah. So. I just had this thought. What there was an there was an incident with your health uh, when you were prepping for was it your last show? T- tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, I'll I, talk about that. I, so I totally forgot open, about that. Yeah, and I'm an open person when it comes to this stuff. Now you might have known, or I don't know if I ever talked to you about it, but it's in bodybuilding. So there's the performance enhancing drugs that are involved. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't sure if you'd used or not, but you did. Okay. Yeah, I did. I, I ex- excessively used. Um, and the thing is, uh, no longer, and then mm-hmm. that's you run into problems with that, you know. Yeah, there's, that's why I always tell like there's side effects from that. Yeah, there, there is there's side effects, consequences. Um, because when you start, a lot of people say you can't stop, like you're gonna have to either go into TRT or something like that. Which right now, I'm not doing anything, uh, maybe in the future. Because like I said, I do see the side effects of that where my testosterone obviously isn't higher. I, I mean, you can tell, you know, sexual activity, not recovering as fast, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for being 20, I'm about to be 29. Like, it shouldn't be like, like that at 29. You should still have some life in you. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that health scare, that was that was drug relief. You know, that's it's a huge game you play with when you're in the sport. Start to think like, ah, oh, is it really worth to go on stage and and win nothing? You know, yeah. you don't win anything until you you go pro. I mean, it's it's a cool sport. Not many can do it. I mean, that's I think the best thing you you kind of say when you do a sport. So, well, well, not many people can do it. Yeah. I think that's the greatest thing you can uh, say about that sport. Mm-hmm. Not many people can do it. Yeah. Anyone can do other things like pick up a sport and stuff, but. Discipline with the cardio, the diet, definitely the diet. Man. I, I had some times, man. When I was those Oreo, like Oreos. Oh. <laughs> I'm serious, like, and it's, dude, it's, it, it is crazy how strong your mind is. Like, you're like, don't do it, don't do it. I'm just gonna have one. You have, you eat one, and you're, let's say, you're like six weeks out, five weeks out. It just breaks loose. The whole, the whole thing of Oreos is gone. All three sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, I did have that health scare. It was a, like it was essentially a, a mini stroke. It was called a, t- it's a TIA. Yeah, that's a huge. That's huge. That is huge, man. That's oh. you know. But Definitely, what was like? How did it happen? Like what? What made? What made this? Or do you even know how it happened or why it happened? Uh, it was a diuretic. Oh really? I used. I was desperate. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to win. Okay, how many and days out was this like, from the show? What? How many days out was this from the show? Two. Two days out. Two. Okay, so you're, you're, so, you're yeah. Me and me and Corinne flew down to Miami. Okay. 
And then I don't even, yeah, I wasn't even told to take it. I just knew its capabilities. Yeah. Of it, it's a strong one. It's it it's people don't use it. Let's say that. Yeah, okay. they, they just don't. Like it, it it completely pulls all the water out, essentially your organs. Okay. And that's what happened. It, I drained I essentially drained my brain. Wow. That's crazy. I just I just remember you made that video afterwards and it scared the crap out of me because like I want to say like, like side of your like one side of your face was like numb, wasn't it? And you yeah, like, the, could hardly the, speak. Yeah, the left side of my face was uh I don't I wouldn't say numb, it just mostly paralyzed? Uh, yeah, almost, which is scary that I don't know if I just like fast I guess fast track is a is a word or or because I had Bell palsy when I was younger. Oh really? Okay, I'm I'm familiar with that. Yeah. So it's a little weird. Like I'm having all these, you know, I had the Bell palsy. Now I had a TIA. So it's like, am I prone? Like, those are all strokes, essentially. Okay. Okay. Not well, not strokes, but like, third, neck and neck. They're related. Yeah. 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 So I had the Bell palsy, and then I had TIA. My left side of the face, same thing as the Bell palsy. Like I just, I didn't have. There's no. There's nothing working. So if, let's say if I were to spit, like kind of just like fell back, like okay. fell on. Yeah. And then I had the stuttering, which every once in a while now I actually still have like a slight stutter. Okay. So I'm still like, well, that was two years ago. I'm still having okay. effects. It's crazy. Yeah. And then like my fingers, you know, uh, right side's all good. Like I can do one, two, and then three. Right. You yeah. can see like three, do one, two. And then I can't, I can't do it. Wow. It's like you lost the coordination in the last couple of fingers. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Or the mobility, the, the, the mind to muscle connection. It's, it's some, yeah, it's weird. It's just my left side though. That's so weird. Yeah. So it's Ugh. a huge gamble. I'm definitely open about it all the time when people ask about, you know, the performance side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it, it's in the sport. I mean, yeah. That's why like, I, I've opened up about it. It is a sport. When you say bodybuilding, what's the first thing anyone ever thinks? Drugs. Drugs. Yeah. I mean, you just, you got to be careful. I mean, a lot of people just go in it and they just take, take, take. So, you know, I mean, having a right coach and just going to get your blood work, it's the smartest thing you can do. Yeah, working with a doctor. Yeah. yeah um, you want them to be regulated. Yes. And that's the thing is all the professionals, they are working with a doctor. They are getting regular blood work done. And so mm-hmm. it, the, uh, for those guys, it is, it is fairly safe. But if, yeah. if you are just kind of taking this, taking that and not really having any way to regulate it, like you were saying, or, or, or monitor it and compare it with what are your, you know, what's your, what's your blood panel look like and all that, it can be sketchy. It can be scary. Yeah. You know, and then. A part of me, like, I don't know if it's because a lot of people were actually dying. There's some, there was a, some big bodybuilders left and right dying. You, just this past year, is that what you're talking about? Because a couple of years, yeah, you, you know, Dallas McCarver. Yeah, yeah. Died. Young guy, twenty. Yeah, he's like twenty five or something. Or, or something, something like that. in his twenties. Yeah, definitely or, in his twenties, mid to early twenties. Yeah. Yeah, and then the most recent one I think was no, the next one was Cedric Cedric McMillan. Yeah, or Sean Roden. Sean Roden. Sean Roden. Yeah, and then 
you, Rich Piana. Was Rich Piana before or after? I think he was before Carver. Well, he's, yeah. I'm not sure. I forget. But it's a lot Carver, of these guys Carver. are actually, are, are, I wouldn't say stop me, but I think they came to realize, like Seth Rossi, I follow a lot. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't follow him, but I know who he is. Yeah. So I think, I forget who died, but he came out with a video that's in those most blunt videos. Steroids are dangerous, mm-hmm. you know? You know, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that. And stepping back a little bit, I don't know. There's some Bibles that I followed, and you know they're in their prime now. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to step back and just live a healthy lifestyle versus yes. a competitive. You you combine the drugs on top of just carrying around so much weight all year round, or your car handle that exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, that's just so taxing on your organs. Like none of these guys, like the IFBB pros, I mean, they'll be lucky to hit 70 years old. Yeah. The new age, hundred percent. Like the golden era, the golden era, yeah. I guess you would say like yeah. Arnold and all them, like Jay color, Jay color wasn't even pushing that much. Like those guys, I mean, Jay color looks phenomenal. Does he have problems? He does. Probably. He does look very good. I, I agree with what you're saying. You, you don't think yeah. he used that much? Uh, or are you thinking that air? Well, I feel like Ronnie Coleman, it was the tipping point. Well, maybe Dorian Yates, Ronnie Coleman. That was kind of when it really got crazy. It was in the 90s. Yeah. Because I mean, look at Ronnie now. Yeah. You know? like, oh. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. That poor guy. He's a shell of the man. He, well, I, he's got the biggest heart ever, the biggest personality ever. So I, when I yeah. say he's a shell of the man he was, physically, he's a shell of the man he was. But I, I still love seeing him in videos and watch interviews with him. He's, he's the oh, coolest yeah. guy. That guy was an animal. Like oh. it's cool to see that. It's just like uh, you know, you see him now, you kind of feel bad. Yeah, like, I feel. I generally feel bad. Like he, I mean, he has no regrets. He doesn't. <laughs> Dude, suffering though. There's no way that you're living comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but like you see in the videos, like it's rough. Have you seen his interview with Joe Rogan? It's pretty I don't good. Think so. I, I might have seen bits. Okay. It, it's good. He's a very interesting man. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, he's got some some cool stories, but yeah. Um, what what were you taking? Uh, if you don't mind my asking, like testosterone. What what else were you taking? It, so I guess my most recent one I did because, I, like I said, I did try to get back into it. I tried to get back into it. And I noticed I was starting to slip away. I live slowly mm. coming on. But also I had the baby on the way, trying to uh, settle in the house. There was just too much going on. So I made the you know decision like, hey, like there's more important more important things happen than bodybuilding. At that time, it was test, uh, prune bowling, EQ, or Eco Boys. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um that might have been it. Just those three. Okay. At the time. And like I said, I was starting. So we were trying to, we we're, we were in a phase of, I was rough. Like I'm a lot of body fat. Hmm. Took off from the gym for about six months. And I, you know, went with this coach, phenomenal coach. Guy's great. And they were trying to just recon my body, essentially. Get back to the, you know, the athlete that I was. And like I said, things happened and then I stopped. So, but. That's just the three. I've, I've been doing this way before St. Louis. You know, when I was out in St. Yeah. Louis, I had to stop. I, I wasn't, you know, 
trying to compete or anything. Yeah. But even before that, so I, I think I, seventeen or eighteen, I started, and then you started using at seventeen or eight. Actually, I don't like they were using. You started taking mm-hmm. steroids at seventeen. 17 That's crazy, man. Okay. I didn't have, I guess, the access of coaches or friends or, or whatever that like, I guess, ask like, what am I doing? Is it safe? What's the right way to do it? I mean, I probably, I mean, Google, but tell a 17 year old who's just trying to get huge. Yeah. You're not going to break that. But um, I wish I did. Yeah. 17. So all those years, I mean, I probably gambled with a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Where, when you were that, when you were a teenager getting steroids, who, like, how'd you find them? Where'd you get them from? At that time, I was traveling, I was living in PA, I was traveling to Delaware. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Traveling like, to Delaware and then getting it from a doctor. You did get it. Okay. Under, but not, no, le- illegally. Okay. This doctor could have lost his license. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. He was a full blown doctor. Probably wasn't cheap for you. No, that's the thing. It's, it's, oh, 17 year old. That's probably something you should be buying. Like, I mean, it's expensive, I guess, for a 17 year old, but no, not so much. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's pro hormones, which are legal, I think, still. I'm not sure. I think some are, but yeah. That's what I started off with. It always started, that gateway saying, gateway drug. I mean, yeah, it happens. So I I started with pro hormones. Okay. And then I went into, you know, using anabolics. Um, Pro hormones are expensive. Yeah, yeah. Compared to anabolics. Oh, really? Compared to anabolics? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, this you is something get, that's still fairly foreign to me. Okay. Yeah, you can get like a uh, let's. I'm across the board like vials. It can range from sixty to maybe on a high end of like eighty five bucks for a vial. Okay. Which is ten shots, each one. And depending what your dosage is, I mean, that can it can last you, it can not last you. It all depends what you're doing. Can it get expensive? Absolutely. Yeah. We start throwing all the other compounds and stuff in there for like a show or just just in general if you're not competing, it it, it can get costly. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, I really hope again for your I, I really respect the fact that you're dialing it back and and thinking of your family and just who you want to be for them. But I, I do hope you can kind of find that balance of being able to work in that that health and fitness side of things, but yeah. but of course keep it under control. Yeah, like I said, I do miss it. And yeah. then the thing is that kind of it's like a punch in the face. I have all the pictures, man. Yeah, I know what I used to look like. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but luckily, like I'm fine. I'm happy where I'm at. I do think one day. And then the thing that gets the itch. Is that the last time I stepped on stage was before St. Louis. So, I mean, oh, wow. Okay. I was young. Yeah. He, I mean, come on. I'm older, mature, and muscles going to look different. Yeah. Yeah. And each time, you know, you go through that phase. And that thing is, I went through so many shows, which kind of sucks. I think that's another reason why I gave up. You know, COVID happened. Yeah. I was getting ready for show. COVID happened, shut down all the shows. Yeah. And then I stopped. I got fat again. That, that's the thing that happens. It's a, such an un, 
unhealthy cycle for me. Yeah. I get lean. I don't have that bounce. I get yeah. lean hundred percent in and then I get extremely fat. I like, it's bad. And then I get lean again and then I get fat. Like, it's just, it's not healthy for me. I got to find that balance. But, um, each time I do that though, I'm getting better and better. That's the kind of cool thing with, uh, you know, going through a, a bulk and a cut. Yeah. Each time a new vein comes out or a new muscle definition. It's, it's crazy yeah. what happens each time something you improve each time. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, it gets addicting, doesn't it? It's like, cause I oh. like, like I'm even better next time. And, and the next time it's so addicting. Yeah. It's, it gets so addicting. I think if you're thinking about at work, you know, like there's times I'm at work, I'm like thinking about, you know, what am I going to do? What, what exercise I'm going to do? I can't yeah. wait to take my pump cover off. Like, yeah. it's, it gets addicting. Yeah. Oh man. Switching gears yeah. here for a little bit because we're 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 getting short on time. When when you and I worked together was like the first time I really heard 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 when we talk about conspiracy theories or just theories about like the different you know the the shape of the earth or uh the moon landing and nine eleven and all these. Yeah. And uh, I'll I'll leave the ball in your court as far as how, how much you want to share and everything, but that was just always fascinating to me, like just some of the, the research that you had done and the perspective that you had had. And you really made me think about some things. Um, yeah. Let's start with, let's start with nine 11. Um, give me some of the hot points or, or like the key points that just like make you skeptical of, cause you, you believe that nine 11 was, or how would you describe it? An inside job or it was planned yeah, I definitely extent. think it was either inside job or or we can go with the whole Pearl Harbor side where we knew something was going to happen mm. and we just didn't do anything about it. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, but there's just so much, you know, like the, those are still the only two buildings that have ever collapsed getting hit by a plane. There's the multiple mm. buildings that have, that have been hit by a plane and and they never collapsed, not only collapsed, but, you know, collapsed on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's where people like to argue the whole controlled demolition. It literally pancakes on itself. Yeah. No, no other building has ever done that. They usually, if you get hit, usually it's, it, you know, yeah. Flaps sideways or something. But this is literally just, just top down, just into the ground. Oh yeah. Both buildings pancaked on themselves. If I remember you from what you told me, um, something that I hadn't noticed or thought of before, you were saying how in some of the videos it almost looks like some explosives went off beneath where the plane hit. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and that's where like if you if you look at people argue you you have like you look at the the building pancaking on itself. There's little smoke coming out underneath the building. Or like people will have the buildings giving out, each floor giving out, mm. busting, you know, exploding. But it's like when the or uh, the conspiracy theory makes more sense than like let's say that story. Sure, you, you really start to like thing. So yeah, there's those little explosions going down the building as it's pancaking. That's that's one of them. One of many. You have the owner which I forget who the owner was, 
like three weeks prior, took out uh, updated insurance plan for a terrorist attack. Perfect, perfect timing. Three know? weeks prior. Three weeks prior, I think he took out the updated insurance plan for a terrorist attack. And, and so, then, go ahead, go ahead. And there was also that during that time, I could be wrong with the timeline, three weeks or not, but their security system was down mm. for quite a bit. They're updating their security system. Hmm. It's like all this stuff, like it, it makes you think like it really happened at the right time. Like, okay, did we know something was happening? Maybe they knew all these things were happening. And then it's like, hey, this is a perfect time for us to, to attack. It's possible. But I just think the conspiracy theory makes more sense. Where did you see all this in a documentary or something you were telling me? Oh, yeah. There's probably, is there multiple I, documentaries? There's multiple. Okay. You know, you, you can't go to sleep late at night. Just yeah. crawling through. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, Those, I just never heard that perspective before. I just, it was just, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Um, the whole thing with the, like the three weeks prior, you said it was the, the owner who took out that, that insurance pro, um, uh, that insurance for, for, for a terrorist attack. Like that's, insane the owner yeah. yeah you know and it's like that's just so much like the, even the you know people that decide not to go to work that day mm. they're if you look into that aspect they're all they're all very like up there people okay you know i mean important people they you're telling me that all these important people decide not to go to work today and it's like the joe schmoes did yeah like that doesn't add up you know and the big one, I think I told you about, Building 7. Remember Building 7? So it was three towers that fell that day. That's right. Okay, yeah. The, the, the reporter, the reporter, remember? The, the reporter announces it collapsing, and it's in visible sight behind her. Oh, and then it collapses, or, or it did later? Or it collapsed, like, like, I think, a few minutes later. <laughs> Man. Building yeah. seven was significantly shorter, right? Than uh, yeah. the twin towers. Yeah. I think it was like, I forget how many blocks over. And they said that the thing with that one, they, they said that the brief from, you know, I think it was tower one. I believe it was tower one. The debris hit building seven. And that's what made that collapse. But that doesn't make sense. You know, like mm. debris, it would just start a fire. Unless it's like a big chunk of the building hit it, but still. Yeah. That another one pancaked. And the funny thing with that building is everyone was evacuated. Hmm. Yeah. Not a single person um, was trapped in building seven or died in building seven. So what you're saying is this goes back to that. There's a theory that this is for controlled demolition. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because if you look at the controlled demolition and then that, they're very similar. Interesting. But like, what would the, but that's when then we start thinking like, what would the purpose of this controlled demolition be for? So with or, that, it's the Pentagon. Okay. So, so you have the two buildings, you have building seven and then the Pentagon. Yeah. Um. So that plane for the Pentagon, I think was the accounting side that got hit or finances. Okay, that building got hit, and somehow magically we lost, or yeah, we lost like what was it? 
it was something trillion. It was up there. Trillion dollars just vanished. Wow. Yeah. And then with that, the whole plane thing is what gets me. Because if you look at some of these movies, did you ever see the, um, I think it was Sully? Sully with um, Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Oh. The guy who lands the plane in the Hudson. I, I'm familiar with the movie. I haven't seen it, though. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Okay. So the reason why that plane had to land, excuse me, into the Hudson is because it, it hit a, a patch of birds. Have you ever seen what yeah. a bird does to the plane? No. It, like, destroys it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so these planes were flying low. Flying low, and then even with the Pentagon, I think the angle. Some of these experienced pilots will say that's impossible. Okay. Like, it's just that this can't happen. So that's why they like to argue with the Pentagon. It was a missile that hit it. The oh. angle, I think it was a 45 degree angle that that plane hit. Okay. I, I think it's the, the how fast it's going. I think the wings will somehow, like, I get crushed or something. Like, people say that the Pentagon doesn't make sense for a plane to hit it. And so they're saying it could have been a missile. Could have been a missile. Okay. And then, like, what happens to our protocol? You know, with if a plane gets hijacked, I don't know if it's if that's something new because obviously there's all those new rules with after nine eleven. Sure. You know, with flying, you can't carry some certain stuff. But not a single plane went up that day. Like jet, nothing to take them down. Nothing. Take them, yeah. Okay. Not one plane went up. But were they? But did we know they were hijacked until they actually hit the plane or hit the hit the towers though? I believe so. Back I, then they used to have those you used to have those phones on the Yeah. On See, the planes. I feel like But even we, they didn't. They, they did because what was the who was the because of the one plane, didn't it have like a crew to help? Yeah, flight ninety the one that went down to the field. The one that went down to the field. Yeah, yeah. This, this is where I need to go back and do uh, some research. Do my research again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That because they were headed for the White House, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. So that's what they were. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Flight ninety three. The two planes that hit the towers, and and then the Pentagon. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it doesn't make sense. Have you done any research into the Kennedy assassination at all? Uh, briefly. That's a, that's a scenario that really fascinates me because like there's hidden files and everything. Yeah. Um, like they won't talk about and there's definitely some shady stuff going on there. Yeah. I feel like if you, you have to like realize, so I love where I lived, you know, the you love what? I love where I live. Like, oh, where you live? Okay. Say, like if you didn't, if you didn't like it, then. If you think they're they're against our people, why are you here? Yeah. Well, because I know I have free. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go anywhere else and then sure. jeopardize that. Sure. So it's like people say, like, if the U.S. is doing that, they just, then just leave. But when I talk to people, like, there's certain accounts that I feel like the U.S. either con- controls the population or does certain things. They look at you a little crazy. But. You know, the Kennedy, like I said, they held back information. I think they held back on information with a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. There's things that we will never know. Um, and why, why, 
I'm going to say they. I don't know who they is. Why Why we're not supposed to know. Why they don't want us to know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah. And that's what's kind of scary. You know? Same with, like like I, like I said, I think they know there's a Netflix series. that There's there's terrorists that do live in the U.S. and we know about it. We don't do anything about it. Mm. There's, I forget what that series was. They, they, they know they're here. What's, um, shoot, what's his name? Who, who apparently killed Kennedy? It was, uh, Os- oh. Oswald. Oh, shoot. I'm blanking now. Uh, I want to say Booth, but I think, wasn't that Lincoln? <laughs> yeah. 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 I forget right. who. So, but that guy that killed, apparently killed Kennedy, they knew about him. They just didn't do anything about it. Which I believe, because did you ever see the the thing with Joe Rogan about the guy that got stopped? You're right. It was Oswald. Yeah, Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Um, I did. I have watched a couple of the, of the Rogan clips on the uh, Kennedy assassination. Assassination, but keep keep going. I, I I don't know if I'm recalling what you're this referring one, to. This one, like it does, it does, it, it's baffling because you look it up, it's real. So this guy and. The way that Joe Rogan explains it makes it so much more funnier. This guy, I think, was stopped in Utah. I think it was Utah. Gets stopped, has a ton of ammunition, weapons in his car, and he has a map with a big old circle and an X <laughs> on the White House. <laughs> free to go. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, apparently free to go. This guy shows up to the White House, right? Goes to the front gate. Front gate's open. What? The White House. Open. Gets all the way to the White House. Opens the White House door. Once again, open. Not locked. And then uh, I guess, uh, I think he took down a security guard or something. But that guy, like, he had a map. <laughs> the White House with a big axe. Free to go. So, But this was not Oswald. This was some other Joe. Some other this guy. Is, uh, yeah, it's something Joe, Joe Rogan. He said it was just baffling. Yeah. Oh man. Um so uh so so the earth. Did we talk about this before? We talked about this we before. Oh yeah. It's a, you already know my answer. I I was just I was just curious if you if it had changed at all. So it, I think it's changed to 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> people think I'm crazy. <laughs> the The moment you tell people the Earth's flat, <laughs> they don't take you serious anymore. Like anything yeah. you say going forward, it's yeah. like <laughs> don't bother with him. He thinks the Earth's flat. So I'll go on the fifty fifty. <laughs> so just just for the sake of um, yeah, and I don't I don't mean to bring that up to to give you a hard time at all. It just no, uh, I just, it's just, it's just interesting to talk about. Give me some of the key points of why, of why some people do think the, the earth is flat. Like you, you've told me before about like, if you hold a glass of water, how the, the water's flat in the glass. Um, yeah. Like get, water, water, yeah. Water always finds its level, you know, mm-hmm. anything you put it in, it's obviously it's, you know, flat line. Um, and then the other one is as you, increase you know your height or elevation you mm. should um be able you're, you should be able to see further what you do like it doesn't stop like so that's with the curve um there's that one and then you're saying you you're saying it would stop if there was a 
curve. A curve. Yeah, I see what mm-hmm. you're saying. Okay. Yeah, the higher you go, the further you can see. It doesn't end, mm-hmm. which is true. I mean, to I mean, to the human eye, you can only see f- so far. But and what doesn't? What would you say to someone that just says, "Well, we're 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 still low enough to the ground, and the Earth is big enough that we can still see that far." Climbire. <laughs> <laughs> Weimar, it does, doesn't end. And then, like, people say, like, you know, boats disappear, right? You know, yeah. over the horizon. But if you get, like, a good set of, I don't know, I guess you, there's those things that are sometimes on the boardwalk over here in Jersey. They're able to put, like, a quarter in. You can see out. Like, boats don't disappear, man. <laughs> you mean the, the, the big, like, telescope-like things? Where telescope, you can, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. They don't disappear. They okay. keep on sound. Okay. And then uh, the horizon's always at eye level, no matter where you're at. That was the big one for me. Like the whole water and stuff, like, eh, makes sense. Like, find this level. But I realized when I'm, like, let's say I'm sitting where I'm at now, or let's say the beach, because you can see, you know, out. And, like, you go on a plane, that line still is at eye level. But again, I go back to you don't think it's just because the earth is so big and we're still, even though we think we're quote unquote high, we're still so close to it. You don't think that's what it is? It's possible. Okay. I'll that's take where that. I'm going 50 50. <laughs> like, I totally, I totally see what you're saying, but, I, but like, I just keep going back to I feel like it's just, it's the earth we're is not high enough. Is that what you Yeah, yeah that, that's what I would go back to is we're just not high enough. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> it's crazy. And then we're all, what? How fast does the Earth spin? And we're all happy. Just going about our day. We're not flying off, or, or yeah, we're not flying off. Oh, well, it's gravity. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's gravity, man. <laughs> so this kind of brings up uh, another question I have for you. Just kind of like, um, does it appear? So, so you're you believe in, in several conspiracy theories. And I, f- I feel like that's kind of a, a, a trend. Like to, if you believe in one, you believe in multiple. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like, once you start questioning one thing, it's like, kind of like, man, what is really, do you think that's kind of the approach yeah, that you have? Well, yeah. That's how I am with a lot of things. And I'm, I don't, I don't blame you. Cause it's like, if you're, if you have so much faith in something and all of a sudden you see evidence, I'm saying anything, I'm not saying, you know, uh, like any, mm-hmm specific incident but if you have a lot of faith in something and like for example if you grow up believing that santa claus is real then all of a sudden you find out oh actually you believed everybody's told you that he's real up to this age and now you find out that he's not real that's going to make you question a lot of things and Mm -hmm. that's why i don't i don't really like the idea of teaching my kids about santa claus that's a whole other story but um but what i'm saying is yeah that would make you question a lot of things that people told you were true and personally i mean i i'm not so sure i think the there's definitely some some interesting things about about 9-11 i'm not convinced one way or or the other um and and i i personally believe the the earth is round but i i love i just love hearing your thoughts on it but but i will say this like certain things happen and it's like boy or like you you do some research on this or that and you're just like Man, that does not like line up with what the news is saying or what we're told by the yeah. the White House or whatever. And there's a lot of things like that. And you just that's why I go back to you. you we we just will never know 
a lot of things. Like, like, yeah. is the weather controlled? I've heard some, I've seen some things on that. That's, yeah, that's another, that's another one that I've, you know, played around with looking into that one. Like, okay. Are we able to create storms, these hurricanes, these massive, you know, was it Bill Gates doing something with like, well, cause you can like seed clouds and stuff like that. Like to an, to an extent, I like we can manipulate the weather. Well, mm-hmm. but as far as like how much impact we have on it, that I have no idea, but I feel like what, I yeah, think so Bill Gates is, or something was doing something. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I believe there is like a conspiracy that we do control. Well, I don't think we create these like hurricanes. Yeah. We do forget what it, but we do. We do have, I, I guess I do say we have some type of power to control the direction, possibly, I believe mm-hmm. it is. Because I think I looked into that when, was it Dallas or Houston that had that huge, huge hurricane? I forget when. Oh, hurricane, shoot. Um, yeah. Harvey or Henry? I'm liking which one it was either. I think it was Hurricane, like. Henry or Harvey, I think. I think it was when I Dallas, with. but I'm not. I'm not. I don't remember for sure. But I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, so I looked into that one, and it's like, like ah, uh, maybe that's what's <laughs> so like. You've been fed so much stuff. It's like, yeah. I, and then it's like, do you think we feed information to be able to, I guess, control our society? Do yeah. you think? Oh, I hundred percent. Well, like that's where like the the whole flat earth things like you know you go first grade or kindergarten whatever it is you go in you see you know you see that that classic globe right yeah what if you saw a flat earth so you're saying like if we've been taught that way i think we yeah, look I think at it they, completely differently they control what we're taught and what we're not you know like it's, we're, we're absolutely manipulated i guess where where i don't know is is how far does it go does it does it start back or in it is it with malicious intent and because like things like elections and stuff that's there's so much manipulation from both sides mm-hmm. as far as who you should vote to that's that's more what i'm referring to when i like like we're kind of like controlled slash manipulated mm-hmm. how how far that goes that's what i don't know um yeah like what you're saying is it is it to the point where you know, you know, some would say we're taught to believe certain things about about history, and there's there's probably because you know, they say history is written by the victors or you know by whoever mm-hmm. conquer the, the conquerors. And it's like, well, there's that's absolutely true. And so, does that mean that they reported everything accurately? Do we know? Absolutely not. No. So, yeah. I think just the older I get, and the more I see things, and and like like you make a good point. And again, I'm not saying like when it comes like like to the earth. Yes, I do believe the Earth is round, but you make a good point. It's like, well, that's what we're, that's what we're taught, and yeah, like some guys said, well, yes, there's evidence, and and sure, there's, I think there's evidence that 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 the Earth is round, and and I know that you might beg to differ on that, but it's, yeah, but what I do agree with you is, um, we we don't know how much we're taught, and that it's, it's just because someone's saying, tell them this, teach them this, like mm-hmm. I I don't know how far that goes. Yeah, now I agree. Um, we can see the moon landing for another time. <laughs> I never looked into the moon landing. I thought you had. I thought you did. I think I like. I, I guess not in depth. Like okay. there's definitely movies you'll see. Like they ask all these astronauts, like, "Will you swear on the Bible?" And nothing will do it. Mm. Like there's that. Okay. But it's like so with conspiracy theories, it has to really catch me. Like, okay. 
it's usually it's not that I'm reading it's someone tells me something I'm like ah, I'm gonna look into that and then you look into it and like I said it's, it's like non-stop you just you lose sleep over it for a little bit <laughs> oh man um and that's kind of where you just speaking to myself I have to be careful because if I dwell on that kind of stuff too much it's just like I kind of lose I guess perspective as far as you really begin to feel like you have no control if if it's like man if we're being manipulated to that extent and I'm not saying we are I'm just saying we mm-hmm. we 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 don't know is what I'm saying and yeah. if I if I were to dwell on that too much like I think I'd go nuts and so that's when I have to kind of dial it back and just be like what do I know to be true what have I actually experienced and mm-hmm. what do I have what am I grateful for um yeah, and and faith, of course, plays an aspect an aspect in that as well, where it's just kind of like I, I do believe that ultimately God is in control, um, regardless of what man is manipulating or controlling. Um, you know, my my life doesn't end when I leave this earth; it, it's just starting mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So, um, and there will always be, there will always be evil. Evil will always exist, and um it just, it really bothers me when people act like we're such a civilized society and how, you know, much we've progressed over, you know, the last, you know, thousands or hundreds of years or whatever. And it's like, no, man is, we're as just as savage and corrupt as we've ever been. If anything, maybe even more so it's Mm -hmm. just, it's just portrayed much differently. And, And unfortunately there's the, it's done behind, it's done in the background and just, they're able to hide it better i think and they're they're a lot smarter with how they do it it's much more shady than it used to be there's a lot more wolves in sheep's clothing and oh absolutely i think it's it's naive to think that everybody in power has good intentions um but yeah and and that's a drum we could beat all day and, and not really get anywhere it's just that's just kind of my my perspective, and again, that's a drum we could beat, and all it do is just kind of make us depressed and bitter, and that doesn't do any good either. Yeah. So that's why it goes back mm-hmm. to just focus on being a better person, and and the kind of impact that you can have as an individual, and uh, in your in your community, and with your family, and um, and then that can that that has ripple effects, and if if we are able to make some positive changes, I didn't mean to turn this into a sermon, but if we are able to make some positive changes, it's, it's going to start with how we treat each other. It's going to start at the individual level. And um, and if we can get good people in office and so forth, and, and maybe some good things can actually happen. Uh, so I guess I'm saying yeah. it's not it's not impossible that we can get good leaders and elect good leaders and so forth. Mm-hmm. It um, I do think it starts with the individual and how the individual behaves, but it's just it. But at the same time, it is naive to think that those in power have your best interests in mind. No, no, I agree. Uh, what did we miss? Anything else before we wrap up? I'm trying to think. We hit on a lot of topics. Yeah. But uh, you still, um, I can't think right now. You know, what, what, are you still, um, you're still carrying, right? How is it over in uh, your, are you able to carry over there? Yeah, yeah we have constitutional carry. I See do, that, I do need to get my actual, I do want to get my, can still carry permits so I can carry out of state. Because like right now I can't, because constitutional carry is just in Iowa. I can't carry across state lines. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, how do, how do you how do you like that? Because I'm always a little jealous of the people that have constitution carry <laughs> a little bit. So I moved to a state that's really against guns. Pennsylvania, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been difficult for me a little bit. You know, it's uh, you need here you need a a permit to buy a gun, oh, permit to buy ammo. What? You know, that, well, that permit, well, that permit falls into the same thing. Yeah. Oh, brother. Me and Corinne ran into this thing where we went and I was confused. Like we went to go buy ammo here in New Jersey. We're like, do you have your like permit or whatever? I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to buy ammo. I'm like, I'm about to go use your range. I'm yeah. not leaving. I, I just want to go shoot. Yeah. You need a permit to like buy a gun, ammo. Um, and it's very rare for them to give out, uh, your concealed care here. That's that's so wrong. Because um, in New York, and they're working on changing this, but you had to show that your life was in, you basically had to show a cause. Like, mm-hmm. you had to prove that your life was somehow in danger and before they would give you a concealed carry permit. And that's such an infringement on, like, like it's just baloney. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, I feel like most, most gun laws are just, you know, like like you said, it's I think what this it's literally in the Second Amendment. Yeah, infringement. Yeah, there's so, a lot of infringements happening right now. It's sad, but um, in Pennsylvania, it's not that bad to where you actually have to show like why you need it, right? Or or is it more? It's just it's just hard in general. No, PA is not that bad actually. I never pursued it because I, I, when I moved, I was living in PA. I didn't have any guns at the time. So when I moved to Delaware, is why I bought I bought two of them. Okay. And then Delaware's pretty lenient. Delaware, I think to get your concealed carries, you need a you need a decent amount of referrals, which I, I hate. That. Oh, a interesting. I think, I think you need five referrals. Five referrals. You need to be living in that state for a year. Okay. Um. I just open carry. Oh, really? How do you feel about that? A lot of people are against it. So, I've got mixed feelings. I think you should be. I think it should absolutely be legal uh, to open carry. I think if more people did it, and here's the thing: you've got two different perspectives with this. Some people say like, "Oh, more people, more people carrying guns is going to turn into the wild west. Everyone's going to be shooting each other." I think it's going to make people shape up. It's like. Don't be a jerk to this guy. Don't get in a, a shouting match with him or don't threaten him in any way because it could go south. Yeah. I think it's going to make people tame tame down and be like, it will be like the Old West where you hear like the accounts where it's like, no, watch what you say because you you know, you could say something and regret it. I mm-hmm. think it'll make people have like a little more respect for each other and realize this guy has the means to use deadly force, but that's a whole other conversation. Going back to, to open carry... I wouldn't do it because it. I would be afraid of it making me a target. Like if if a bad guy, if I'm in a gas station or something, or in some kind of building, and um, something, you know, a shop, gas station, whatever, some a guy comes mm-hmm. in there to to hold it up or to shoot people. I'm gonna be the first person that he takes out because it's pretty obvious that I have the means to stop him. Where if it's it's concealed, he's not gonna have an idea. So there's that aspect, and then also. Um, if somebody were to try to take it from me, um, you do mm-hmm. I definitely want to have some kind of retention to where, you know, that different holsters have like a, a button yeah, you press yeah, or a switch or something yep. there's, there's a couple different styles. Uh, Safari land makes one of the best ones, but, um, 
just where someone can't reach over and just slide it out. You know, you know, cops yeah. have those different. They've got, I want to say, and you might even know this better than me, but it's like two to three different methods of retention to where you have to like push down on the gun, push a lever. Yeah, there's, and, a, there's a button. Yeah. So there's, yeah. you press down and then there's a button. Okay. That you, yeah. Cause I think the one I have, I don't have that one. I have the one where it, it's your, your index. Mm, index on finger. The side. Yeah. Yeah. You pull, hit the index. I think a lot of the police officers, the ones that they have, I believe they're pushing the gun down and then their thumb is supposed to pushing a button as well. Yeah. No, that sounds yeah. right. But the whole idea behind that again is so somebody can't just walk up and take it out. It's got to be, you know, those this combination of you know you know push push the gun down, press this button, or with with your thumb or with your next finger, or whatever, and then that actually you're able to pull the gun out of the holster. But so if I was gonna open carry, I wouldn't have some type of retention like that. But I don't. I would never open carry just for those two primary reasons. I don't want to become a target. I wouldn't want to have someone come and try to. I want to be as. I don't want anybody to know. That's exactly. That's that's how I am. The only reason why currently I would say is just because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you might be the same way. If you don't have, I mean, luckily you're in constitutional, mm-hmm. but if you're in a state where you need a license, right? Mm-hmm. Would you still, would you open carry in the meantime before you get your permit? I see what you're saying. So, cause it was legal, obviously it was legal for you to open carry. It's not, so it's like, it's either not have a gun or open carry because mm-hmm. you couldn't conceal yeah. carry. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Um, what? Actually, I never thought about that. Well, yeah, I would definitely say it's better to have it than to to not uh, have it. Yeah, yeah. I I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part of me I'm like, well, I would try to like have like my my shirt or my jacket kind of over it, but that becomes concealed, and you can't that be, that it becomes yeah, illegal it, then. So <laughs> it gets tricky. I actually found out and I looked into it. I couldn't find any information on it. So I did get pulled over. I got pulled over. Mm. I think my, my tags were expired. Okay. Something like that. Um, or I could have been speeding. I think I was doing both. I had the expired tags and speeding. But since I <laughs> you know pulled over before he even turned his lights on, I knew oh it's uh. me. <laughs> I think he gave me a break on the speeding ticket. Okay. Um, but I was carrying. And okay. in Delaware, I was opening up uh, in Delaware, I was open carrying. Okay. Um and in the state of Delaware, you're able to have your firearm in the vehicle in visible sight. It has to be visible. Okay. So mine was visible. in my Yeah, it has to be visible. So mine was in my cup holder. Okay. Um, and that situation was scary. But I did, you know, I res- respect cops, but at the same time, I I, I don't. Well, again, that's a lot of okay. <laughs> That gets tricky because I, I, I respect everything they do. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to talk to you. Sure. Sure. And the, um, the instructor I was with the one time, I, I did get my Utah concealed carry because it carried, you know, that one covers most states. And I was going to get my oh, okay. uh, dollar one. So I did that first. And I was going to get my dollar one. But that's another story. <laughs> so I get pulled over, guns in my cup holder put my hands on the steering wheel, roll yeah. down all my windows. Okay. I want to make sure he was safe. Yeah. Yeah. He felt he safe. He knew what was going on. Yeah. He's coming up on my passenger side. I'm on the highway before I could even say, sir, I'm armed. His gun was drawn, Ooh. pointed right at me. Ooh. That was, it was, it was, I don't know how this describe the feeling. Cause that's when you're carrying, you, you need to prepare, prepare for that. Yes. Like, 
you know, if you if you run into cops or if you run into someone that is, you know, I don't know, robbing some robbing someone or something, or holding someone to gunpoint. But um, the holster I had was inside the waistband, but I had it, my shirt tucked behind. It's visible. Okay. I was, you know, in an appendix care. Yeah, yeah. To my understanding, when I was reading the law for Delaware, it has to be visible. So that's why you had it, your shirt tucked behind it. Shirt tucked behind it. Okay. Um, But like you're saying, like, if it's a piece of clothing covering, it's now concealed. Yeah. But what I found out, haven't been able to find information on it, but that cop told me that it needs to be visible from front, side, and rear. Oh, brother. So, like, it's open in the front. Yeah. Which I don't, I, I can't find information about. I don't know if he was the same, because it's, it, from a cop's perspective, that makes them feel safe. They know from, if they're coming up from behind sure. you. Sure. To, to my, like, if I were to see it, as open carry, it's just, as long as you see it. Unfortunately, it's not a favor for a cop. Like, if they're trying to stop me if I'm walking on a trail or something, like, they don't know if I'm armed. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, open carry definitely does play, uh, I guess, a gamble. You don't, it, someone could take it. Someone can mistake you for uh, as being a threat. Yeah. What, but On that note, I have heard, like, if I would open carry, and I've heard people talk about this, is, basically look like you know what you're doing um not don't don't look like a cop but uh don't dress what's that yeah don't be wearing slippers i've seen people yeah. in delaware in walmart of all places in slippers and i'm like yeah dude that's like that. not that's not right well, yeah basically because it's like i've heard people say like it like wear, wear a collared shirt be 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 clean tuck your shirt in like don't don't wear slippers like you were saying, and mm-hmm. uh, people are just just gonna think you're an off duty cop or you're a detective or something like that, and and you're not impersonating anybody because you're not wearing any you have like a badge or you're not doesn't say police yeah. on you anywhere. You just look professional. It's like okay, that dude looks like he knows what he's doing. He can handle himself. He's got a gun on him. He, he must have a good reason to, and you let it go. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look like a shady character, your pants are hanging yeah. down or something like that. It's like. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna make people feel uncomfortable, and you might get the cops called on you. Exactly. Yeah, I've noticed like when I when I you know every once in a while open carry because like I said you do get the looks. Yeah. Which sometimes makes you feel a little un, un, unsettled that a lot of people are looking at you because like you like you said you're a target right now. Yeah. You, you have a firearm on your hip. But uh, I I I've slowly have been like oh, it is what it is. Until I get like like I said, unfortunately, Jersey's a little hard. So, but yeah, open carry. Like I, I'd rather have it and then not have it. Absolutely. Have you uh, have you gotten ARs at all? No, I'm, I I want to get into it so bad. I'll just send you a picture of mine. Yeah, I oh, I, I just have one, and I'm I'm slowly putting more and more You're money building- into it. Well, I'm not building it, but I it just I am I'm adding things to it. Like, okay. like, like optics, slides, stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I, I want to get into it because I actually want it for home defense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have obviously my two pistols. Yeah. I, we have the same gun, the Smith and Wesson, yeah. but I also have a full size TP9 Canic, mm. okay. which is nice. That's actually a really nice gun right out of the box. Yeah. But I, and, uh, I don't know, something about having an AR just makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. For when it comes to, and, uh, I had my friend uh, Connor on the show just a couple weeks ago. He is a, a PCC 
uh, set up for or that he's using for home defense. So it's just a, a pistol caliber carbine. So it's mm-hmm. going to be shorter. Most PCCs, you can get longer PCCs, but most PCCs are shorter than like a six, like I have a 16 inch AR. Not ideal mm-hmm. for home defense because it's a 16 inch barrel, pretty long. Yeah. Um, and you can get you can get short barrel rifles, but then you have to pay the tax stamp and yeah. because it's an, it's an NFA item, a short barrel rifle mm-hmm. or anything under 16 inches. But um, you know, this is where I need to do more research. I'm not familiar with if there's. I don't think there's. Because it's a pistol caliber, I don't think it qualifies um, as an, an NFA item, but I need to do more research on that. But those do make nice home defense weapons because you can you know, brace it against your shoulder and mm-hmm. they, they carry more rounds. Uh, yeah. The one thing you have to worry about, personally, I would probably go just with a short barrel rifle, but the, the downside of a, of, a, of a rifle caliber in your home versus a pistol caliber is you, you're going to be blowing through walls and you probably don't want to do that if you got family in there and everything. So that's exactly. the kind of stuff that you got. That's where the PCC does shine a little bit. Again, personally, I'd, I'd prefer a rifle just for the, the knockdown power and everything, but you'd want to know, like I, I kind of have like a kind of a rough, well, I've run through scenarios in my mind, like based on where my kids' bedrooms are. Like if I came out of the bedroom, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a, uh, a loaded handgun it's it's locked but it's it's within arm's reach of my bed and okay. um and, and again it is locked but i can get to it in a matter of like seconds mm-hmm. without getting out of bed and then a, so i kind of have a uh, i'm sharing all the all this for the world you never know who's listening but like <laughs> if i came out of my bedroom i already kind of have like rough playing like i know where my kids bedrooms are i know where not to point the gun and thankfully yeah. the way my house is laid out um there's really never a scenario where I'd have to shoot in the direction of my kids' bedroom. But I, I have that, I'm thinking of that ahead of time in case a scenario would happen. I can kind of bear that in mind mm-hmm. and know where not to point the weapon. Um, and it's a it's a pistol, so um, you know the rounds are even more easily stopped by 2 by 4 yeah. dry. And it, it, depending on what it hits, it could go through, but it's going to lose a lot of a lot of force, oh, of course. Um, going through a wall. So yeah, cause you just have nines, right? You don't have any 45s, do you? Correct. All, all nines for my, for my handguns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause nines can tend to travel a little bit. 45 kind of dies down if it hits some, yeah. I mean, the stopping power on that thing. Stopping power is pretty good, but yeah. Yeah. Nine millimeters is just going to uh, shoot a lot faster. So do you, so with you saying that, do you plan your, do you, do you, I, I, I guess play those scenarios in your head every yeah. once in a while? Yeah. Do you prepare yourself? I do as well. And sometimes I, I get people are like, oh, what are you doing? Like, this is never going to happen. I was like, I don't know. You never know. So you never, you never know. know. Yeah. You never know. And then some of my practices are a little, uh, I guess you don't care about your family type of thing, but which is not the case. So we live in Delaware. We live with Corinne's um, sister and her okay. boyfriend. So I was, you know, talking to Corinne's mom one day about if, if someone were to break into, into that house at the time where mm-hmm. me and Corinne and then her sister and her boyfriend lived, I don't know if you could relate or agree uh, with your thoughts, but the most important person in that, that house right now is, is Corinne. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best possibility to get me and Corinne out of there. If sure. I don't have to use deadly force, if I have to use deadly force, I, uh, obviously i have to yeah but 
I'm not worried about her sister or her boyfriend. Yeah. I've had multiple discussions with a lot of people. Like you wouldn't, they, they all said, no, you would do the right thing. And you would, you would protect everyone. Like, no, I, I want it. I, I care about my life. And then my, you know, my fiance's uh, life. It's tricky when you think of all these, that's what's so tricky with guns. Like you think of all these scenarios well, you, you don't know how you react because that stuff happens so quick. But I practice and I do all these things like escape routes or, or plan like where I want to be at that time if something were to happen. I think I would choose that route. I just want to get us out of harm's way. And just, just for clarification, you're not saying that you would necessarily neglect, like you said, it's her sister? It's her sister her, and, her, and, and her boyfriend? Sister. Yeah. So it's not like you would neglect them. I think what you're just to make sure I'm understanding you correctly, you're just saying like Corinne is your priority. Top if part. and that's how you want to think of it in your mind, because if something were to go down, and again, I, I'm I'm repeating just what I'm hearing from you. If something were to go down, mm-hmm. like you don't want to be having to think about ten different things. You just want to have mm-hmm. one kind of go to plan so that you can go into autopilot and take care of what needs to be done. Yeah. Um because when that Am I saying that right? Um, yeah. So even to make it more, so the the guy that I trained with, and I live by his three rules, and then maybe this might clarify it. So there's three, there's three, there's three rules that I live by, or there's three things that that need that I need to think about before deploying my weapon. Hmm. So, and these three things, there's only a handful of people that I'll pull my weapon for. You know, obviously my my wife, mm-hmm. uh, my two kids, and some other immediate family. But so three things that come into account when I pull my weapon would be finances, um, my life, and then uh, what was the other one? It's finances. The lives of your family, or no? It's or finances. Is that kind of included? My life, and then I'm drawing a blank. Which is funny because I, I preach this all the time. <laughs> but like the finances is because like when you shoot someone, it's not it's not cheap. It's gonna be some legal fees. Oh, you're. Then, I'm sorry. I think I misunderstood. You're saying if you draw your weapon, these are the things that you have to take into consideration. Is it worth? So is it worth? Things, is it worth? It? I, okay. Yeah, I'm worth, sorry. I misunderstood you. Okay. Yeah. Is it worth? You know, my finances, my yeah. life, all those things. Because you can go, go to jail. You can go to jail. The legal like costs pull, for the finances. Exactly. And if I pull my weapon, you don't know. Like so. Yeah. If, like you were saying, gas station. If something's going down, if I decide to pull my weapon and a cop is outside, mm-hmm. and there's a guy that has their weapon. They don't know who. Yeah. There's always mistakes that can always happen. Yes. But um. Yeah, going back to the house thing, it's it's. I want to say not being a hero, but it's like. There's a. If I'm able to avoid a situation of either getting shot or getting hurt and getting my fiancés you know, out, out of the way, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose that route. I see what you're saying now. And that's where it goes back to just like, it's about getting away, getting, getting Corinne and getting out of there. That's mm-hmm. your, that's your plan. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can. And again, I will, I would go back to just knowing who you are. I think you, if you had the opportunity, you'd get everyone out of the house, but you're saying for like, if, if crap hits the fan plant, like the number one priority is getting both of you out of the house. Yeah, you yeah, you, you and Corinne like, out of the I've house. Even, yeah, I've also had, and the baby had now, of course, too. People about like um, shoot, 
about uh, mass shootings or mm. someone shooting, right? Like the one that happened, that might have been Iowa. Where was that mall shooting where someone, a concealed carry guy actually oh, shot him? Oh, that was Indiana, wasn't it? Uh, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, in that situation, as a, you know, a person that believes in carrying guns, if you were able to uh, leave that mall, right, and not engage because you don't want to deal with the legal fees yeah. or potentially lose your life, would you would you leave or would you try to attempt? That's where, like, those three things, it's like it gets so, like, yeah. is it worth yeah. my life? Like, if I'm able to leave that area mm-hmm. safe, that's what I'm going to do. Like, would I live with guilt? Possibly. It's such mm-hmm. a huge gamble that every once in a while I think about, and it's... It's tough. And that's why I always tell people when, when I tell people like that, I, that I carry and that I'm willing to use deadly force and so forth. People get upset. I, I always tell people, look, that's using deadly force in a, a conflict like that. Conflict's not the right word, but you know what I'm saying? Like in a, in a, a, th- a threatening situation like that, using deadly force is not plan A. And that's what I, what I try to make clear to people. Plan A is running away, getting the heck out of there. <laughs> yeah um, that's, that's mine like i said those those three things which i now remember is your finances your freedom and your life the freedom okay. is obviously you're incarcerated your yeah. finances is legal stuff and then your life because you don't know what could happen they could shoot back if you shoot them yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that makes so sense. like if if all those things check like if it's worth all that <laughs> which you know i mean that's i think that's why everyone thinks like us gun owners like our first instinct is the is the pull out our weapon which is not oh no no some of these classes teach yeah. you how to how to calmly either de-escalate the situation yes. or because pulling out your weapon you are escalating the situation well i would say like if if pulling your weapon is escalating the situation you shouldn't do it if they've already if they already have weapon out we're already there you're not escalating yeah. anything by pulling out your weapon they if they've mm-hmm. done it first um you're not escalating it further but if if drawing your weapon is escalating it, then that's yeah, that's probably a situation where you you shouldn't have done it. Um, yeah, that's that may have been a situation where you could have try to, you know, whatever, try to talk the person down, or um, maybe used just your your hands to subdue the person versus a, a, a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to what you're saying, that, I like like in a mass shooting or something like that. I, I feel obligated since I'm since I'm healthy and I'm well I, I I'm physically able if I'm if I am physically able to stop somebody and I have a weapon on me I feel obligated I would feel obligated to intervene now but it's like there's so many scenarios if I'm in a mall and I hear gunshots and if I'm with my family we're gonna get the heck out of there I'm not gonna go yep. looking for that shooter just because I have a gun on me mm-hmm. um if 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 I see it happening and I have my family ha- it with me, I'm probably gonna get them out of there. Mm. Um, if if I am able to, if it's like, if I'm alone or with if if I'm with my family and it's close enough to where we could get hit if I don't do something, that's when I would, that's when I would you know shoot. Um, but, and that's kind of now that I'm kind of saying this out loud, I haven't really thought about this before that kind of goes back to what your, your priorities are. It's like your family is the priority, get them out first. And I'm not going to go necessarily hunting down the shooter like Mm -hmm. some hero. 
um, or, or, or vigilante. And again, like I said, I do feel obligated like I should if the opportunity presents itself, but I'm yeah. not going to necessarily seek out that opportunity. Um, maybe if I was by myself, I would. Maybe that does, do I have some kind of hero complex or whatever? I don't know. I Maybe if I was by myself, I would just because, but like if my family's with me, you you better believe I'm getting them out of there. Like that's yeah. that's the priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so I don't know. There, there's multiple scenarios, but just plan A is always getting away. It's always distance. Yeah. It's always running. That's always plan A. Yeah, that's how it is for me. But I like what you said, though. I do think that's a lot of it's a misconception. A lot of people think like, well, you 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 carry guns, like you're just kind of looking for an opportunity, looking for an excuse to to shoot yeah. somebody. It's like, no, 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 like because, like you said, we recognize the fact, and they talk about this when you go to a concealed carry class. Like you could end up your your life in prison or or, or like millions of dollars in debt because of legal fees, and yeah. it's like this is not a simple thing. And unfortunately, there's a lot of there's a lot of lawyers, there's a lot of judges, there's a lot of politicians that hate guns and, and concealed carriers. And so when they see that you defended yourself with a weapon, whether it's justified or not, they're going to bend every, you know, law they can to try to put you behind bars because they want to make an yep. example out of you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's... There's not a lot going in our favor in those situations. It really isn't. There's... Even just talking about to people that even some gun owners that I, have you run into any gun owners that aren't all for the Second Amendment, like or protect themselves? They just have it, just the habit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a handful conversations. I'm just like, I feel unsafe <laughs> <laughs> in your house right now because, like, I feel like it's not like you're a loose can. It's just like you're not prepared. Like you yeah. need to be prepared. There's because what you're saying is like they don't they don't train or anything like that. They don't really. Yeah. They're just a gun yeah. owner. They're not a gun user or shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to be confident. Like, yeah, yeah. There's there's been occasions where that they okay. like they have one and they're like, oh, look what I have. Kind they're of like waving it all around. <laughs> I forget the the situation, but they were like looking at it, and it was a loaded firearm. No, right? and it's like, <laughs> and then and then I think they they. Yeah, they cocked it. Oh no! And then I don't know. Uh, this the, is like a handgun. Yeah, it was an old one, but like the okay. the two the two bolts like got jammed in the um. It was like a double feed. Yeah, double feed. Okay. And then they're still like, oh no! And they're not working, and their fingers fully really closed. I'm like, no. <laughs> I've had some 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 weird encounters. Like, friend, we went through the gun range one time. This is what I mean. It's practice, practice, practice. Yeah. And I imagine this situation. Casing comes up, right? Yeah. Goes down goes down Grin's shirt. Goes down Grin's shirt. She has probably a few rounds left, right? Yeah. Turns yep. back. Oh no. I've heard of that happening. Yeah. Turns back, points it at me, and I'm talking to the uh the gun safety guy. <laughs> like, point that thing down range. Yeah. No, that happens a lot. Like uh, and, and for whatever reason, I feel like it always happens with girls. It casing does. goes down their shirt and it's like, oh shoot, they, the gun goes waving all around because the casing's hot and then they're trying to get mm-hmm. it out and everybody's yeah. ducking. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. That's what I mean. Some people that just, I appreciate you, you know, being a gun owner, limit, you know, but yeah. like, go take a few classes. And then there's those that they're like, oh, I'm all for the second amendment, but, um, 
but you know, I don't think that. Well, that's a whole other discussion. I, I won't go. To, I was gonna say like you know, you know civilians do yeah, semi-automatic, or yeah, or that, or like like using a shotgun or bolt-action rifle, or basically mm-hmm. hunting hunting weapons, right? Like, or or even like if you bring up the Second Amendment, they're like, oh yeah, I grew up hunting. Well, I'm sorry, but the Second Amendment has absolutely nothing to do with hunting. Nothing. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you don't understand what the Second Amendment is all about. But I love it when you bring up the second amendment, like, oh yeah, like I, I, I feel like politicians. That's their first line. Oh, I grew up, you know, shooting waterfowl and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. well, I, well, you just failed because that has nothing to do with the second amendment, buddy. Yep. But um, yeah, that's a whole other, whole other scenario. Yeah, but a whole other discussion. Life and liberty. It's it's about the defense of life and liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, not not putting food on the table. That's a whole whole separate concept. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably wrap it up here, shouldn't we? Yeah, we can wrap it up. It's like you're going. <laughs> was there something else you were going to say though about this? I, I was, but go, maybe go we ahead. can do some other. No, time. go go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, with Jersey is this? I guess this will be the last thing I, uh, I've talked about before I get going for baseball practice. But um, it's like the, the, some of the rules are just. They don't make sense. Yeah. A bull to bull, right? So in the state of Jersey, you can't um capacity. I hate capacity. You, so you can't have any oh, you can't have more rounds. You got a, a a capacity limit. Yeah, no, nothing more than ten rounds. Yeah. So this dinky little magazine that yeah. has like a, a this is bull crap. It takes one bullet. It doesn't Yeah, the they yeah, politicians think there's well, they 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 know they're not saving any lives with mag capacities, but um, they want to make it look like that way so they can get votes from Democrats. But yeah, yeah. Thankfully, there's um, everybody says they 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 call a thirty round mag high capacity. Well, that's standard capacity. Standard mm-hmm. capacity. That's not a high yeah. capacity magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like for for an AR, would you have to just get a ten round mag for that? I so I've been looking into ARs. Okay. It looks like I can't own. In the state of New Jersey, what? Mm-hmm. You need to get out of the state, man. Well, you you are you're, you're moving back to Pennsylvania, right? Which I don't know no, we're, we're buying the house. You're buying Jersey. the house in Jersey. Shoot, dude, <laughs> Jersey's funky, man. I don't like any of the laws here. I can't drive on the left side of the road. You get a ticket for that. I can't pump my own gas. <laughs> what do you mean you can't pump your own gas? You can't pump your own gas here. Who pumps pull it? Up, there's a, there's like a. Uh, like, like an like attendant? attendant? What? <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. Yep, can't pump your own gas. Why not? I I don't know. And the thing is, if you get out, there was one time I got out, and they're like, "Oh, you have to be certified." This. I'm like, "Dude, I've been, I've been doing this for years." Certified to pump your own gas? <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah, that it's sounds like a saver, my Democrats. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's bad, but. What yeah, I like work. Yeah, but we're by the water, man. We're right by the ocean, so it, it has its moments. That's true. That's true. Dang. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that's that's home for you, though, right? That the East Coast. Yeah, that's home. I was gonna say we welcome you to to Iowa anytime, but there's something about. I don't blame you for putting up putting up with a lot of things because it's your home and I don't, I don't blame you for that. But, and you know, I've talked to guys that uh, live in California, you know, their gun laws are ridiculous out there, but um, Mm -hmm. I've heard it said, it's like, 
and, and there's some merit to this. I can't say that I would have the patience or the courage to do this, but, um, <clears throat> you know, hear he'll hear people say all the time, like, oh, we'll move out of California, you know, move, move away from California. It's like, well, maybe we should stay there and try to change it. And, uh, exactly. that's a, and you could have that perspective with living in Jersey. So that's, that's mm-hmm. admirable. Again, I don't know if I had to have the patience or the, really the guts to do that, but, um, that's not how we're going to make change is just by leaving yeah. it. We got to, because, um, what we allow to happen in any state can happen in any other state. So, um, if, if we're, if we just leave California, it's just going to get worse and worse. If we leave New Jersey or the East coast, it's going to get worse and worse. And it's going to infect the states that are currently more friendly to gun owners. And we don't want that to happen. No. So, um, I'm not associated with these guys. I have I have plugged them before in the show, but are you familiar with the GOA? Gun Owners no. of America? So mm-hmm. uh I would encourage you to follow them on Instagram, uh Gun Owners of America. They're uh the NRA is a dumpster fire. I don't I don't really support or appreciate the NRA in any capacity. Um just because mm-hmm. I feel like they, they take a lot of money and they don't really do anything with it. Yeah. Um but the the GOA, Gun Owners of America, uh they're they're doing some good things to just they're they're filing the right lawsuits and stuff to stop um, different different gun control laws. So, um, if you if you ever do donate to any organization, Gunners of America is, is what I would yeah. donate to. I have to check them out. But they they're actually they're actually doing some things and making some moves where a lot of or like where the NRA is is either trying to negotiate or they're just not they're they're spending money on. Yeah, I, I yeah I won't get into that because I don't I don't know but it's just I just don't see them doing a whole lot. But. Yeah. Uh, hope my listeners don't get tired of me talking about guns because it comes up on almost every episode. But it's um it's it's a it's one of my favorite subjects. So well I don't like to say it's not it's not just guns. It's like it's the second amendment. It's, um, cause like we said, there's a lot of people that love guns, but they're not necessarily yeah. about using them or the second amendment itself, or they don't necessarily understand what the second amendment is about. And, um, so yeah, I guess it's, it's more about the second amendment that I'm, that I want to promote and, and support. So. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the more, the more people hear about it, I mean, they should, you would think get more comfortable. You know, yes. Hearing it. Yes. Should we call it there? Yeah. Call it today. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much, man. Um, stick around after I hit. I'm gonna hit the stop button here, but stick around. I'll just just tell you bye. But thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time this morning. It was great to catch up with you, and uh, just like the old club in this day is fantastic conversation. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. No, it was a pleasure, man. It's always great seeing you, talking to you. We gotta do it more often. We do. We do. All right, a big thank you to Colin for coming on the show and being willing to share today. I've always appreciated his authenticity and perspective. Make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram, at Inquire Inside. Leave us a rating and review on whichever platform you listen. We always appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Inquire Inside, and we'll catch you next time.